Hey y'all, it's me again. You probably already heard that Sparky passed. But I'm not sure if you heard the whole story. The vet said Sparky died of natural causes. Aunt Fern said it was probably something he ate. Mildred said that that cat had been electrocuted, caught on fire, painted pink, and dressed up as a camel for the Buncombe Baptist Christmas pageant, and that if that didn't add up to nine lives, nothing did. Personally, I think Sparky just finally had enough of our crazy family, got a hold of some pills, and took his own life. He just picked the wrong week to do it. It was Great Uncle Edsel's 90th birthday and a great cause for celebration since he wasn't supposed to live that long. He'd been diagnosed with some rare disease that none of us could pronounce. The doctors had given him like a month, two at the most, and we had accepted it. And so had Edsel, who had chosen to spend the remainder of his time intoxicated. That was 10 years ago. That man has soaked up so much alcohol, we can't let him blow out the candles on his cake for fear he'd blow us all up. So nobody noticed Sparky's suicide note or discovered his contorted body until the party was in full swing and the kids decided to go play hide-and-seek. It was Sammy Jr. who crawled up under the bed to hide. And bless him, he came eye-to-eye and cheek-to-cheek with the dearly departed Sparky, whose face had frozen in a wide-eyed snarl. It's safe to say both of them were equally petrified. Sammy's scream circled the block as relatives ran in to face a situation that was now far more interesting than hearing Uncle Bert's new country song, which had like 14 verses and he ended up sounding like Hank Williams with a speech impediment. They all took turns peering under the bed and saying, Yep, it's a dead cat, all right. It was obvious the next step was to remove Sparky from under the bed and equally obvious that nobody wanted that job. You get it, somebody whispered. I ain't touching it. You touch it. I'm not touching it. You touch it. And the phrase was passed around from one to another till finally they elected Big Ed. He was a cop and therefore used to situations like this. Now Big Ed, with an image to protect, yelled for a broom, hitched up his pants, and he bent down to survey the situation. Minutes later, with a sweat-laced brow, he swept Sparky and a family of dust bunnies out from under the bed, while we all hovered behind him with held breath, staring at that cat who lay frozen on his back with all four paws up in the air, just like Aunt Ethel when she fainted during her solo at church. Somebody sneezed, and Big Big Ed's arm jerked the, the broom, and Sparky skidded across the floor and landed with a thud against Mildred's walker which created instant hysteria as people literally climbed over each other to get out. It was a tragic moment that secured the job of every therapist within a 30-mile radius, I'm just saying. Mildred hyperventilated, Skeeter swallowed his snuff, and Aunt Betsy says that was the trauma that caused her to start eating carbs again. Once they finally got Uncle Edsel's heart started back up, they decided they had no choice but to either bury Sparky or prop him up in a wingback chair till the party was over. Loretta set off to find a box because everybody knows the wingback chair is reserved for Granny Jean once her medication kicks in. We tried getting Sparky into several boxes, but his tail kept popping out, causing shrieks of horror every time Ed tried to stuff it back in. Finally, we settled on little Emily's Barbie camper with the side awning that made a great place for his tail to poke out. It was appropriate, as Sparky had always loved riding shotgun in Skeeter's mobile party camper with the flashing Budweiser light. 
The only place we could find dirt soft enough to dig was in the front yard. So you can imagine this dismal scene we presented to the latecomers who were now driving up to the party carting cases of beer, only to find us all standing around a hole with Big Ed digging knee-deep in dirt. We all paused and we looked up and Ed announced to these newcomers solemnly, You're too late. He's already gone. The tardy relatives dropped to their knees, faces and washed in grief, except for Vernetta, who showed no emotion at all, not from womanly grit, but from the Botox injection she'd had received earlier that day. Woman hadn't had an expression since the 70s. <laughs> oh, we found their reaction to be, well, a tad bit overdramatic, till we realized they thought the hole was for Great Uncle Edsel. We cleared up the confusion. We showed them that Great Uncle Edsel was still alive, and we let him get one last peek at Sparky. And except for that one moment when Sparky's burial robe, the silver sequin superhero cape with the nest on the back, got caught on Irma's oxygen tank, well, the rest of the funeral went without a hitch. And we'll all remember the day dear old Sparky left this world. Now, great Uncle Edsel, he'll probably live another 10 years. Let's just hope the day we do find him, he won't be naked like last time. Okay, I gotta run. Go hug your cat. I'll be back soon to bring you more from our small town with a big heart, where the people stay, but the gossip travels. And remember, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs>